Welcome to Day Card Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica, just here to briefly say that I will actually be out for the next couple of weeks. I want you to fully know that my absence has nothing to do with my own executive dysfunction and inability to juggle multiple life events at once. Instead, it's simply because the ocean was on fire last week and jumping in it is the last item on my two-item bucket list. Um, You can DM Jenna for my second bucket list life event and she will probably make up something absolutely untrue and something that's likely to get me arrested. Very briefly, just thank you to our guests who are filling in for me this week and next week. Um, And I think you guys are going to really love what they have to say. Hey, cucks. It's Jenna here, and I am so stoked to welcome to the podcast my friend Stacy. Hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, so Stacy's going to jump in this week, much like Danica is going to try to jump into the flaming ocean, and they're going to help me recap this very bachelorette of a bachelorette episode, let's be honest. Um, and I'm so excited for you to be here. We became friends last year through the DMs on the on the Instagram, and we would just like talk almost every day. And I was like, it just it just the vibes were right. I was like, this is my person who gets it. So I was like, okay, we need to be actually friends. And then we 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 made it for real, and we exchanged phone numbers, and now we text each other at inappropriate times. But you know, that's how it is. <laughs> Um, like, I love it. Stacey always has, like, the best takes. Also, like, reminds me to, like, keep chill sometimes. Like, reminds me, I'm like, you're being a little too sassy, but then also, you will roast the turds with me, um, and you will get into the deep conspiracies with me. Speaking of which, Becca and Emmanuel were dating! (laughs) Janon was correct. We'll talk about it later. Um, (laughs) and, uh, yeah, so I'm so excited for you here. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm exhausted because mm-hmm. it's a short work week and I'm planning this big thing for work for my department and it's next week and it's just oh. like every all, all the shit is hitting the fan. It, everything's fine. It's just yes. like all the little things that always go wrong in the most mundane ways are going wrong. And I was just sitting there in my office today being like, fucking kill me. Um, well I appreciate you then doing this and then taking time from no this is when you could be sleeping I don't sleep (laughs) no this is way more fun also I'd be talking to you about half of these things anyway so we might as well make it public or something (laughs) force everyone to listen to our fucking bullshit (laughs) okay so um let's like let people get to know you a little bit more who are you okay so i'm stacy she her pronouns i'm from new york city i am let's see have a pretty standard office job by day Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh mostly hang out with my cat a lot his (laughs) name is gritty um i'm a little bit too obsessed with him and i also my big thing is that i've been a roller derby official for almost 10 years now so i spend probably the majority of my free time doing various roller derby related things 
god. I didn't know it was 10 years. That's amazing. Yeah, You've well, been doing it for so long. It'll be 10 years in, 10 full years in February. 10th so season. Cool. And then, like, yeah, the, the pandemic was rough because you had to kind of, like, stop doing a lot of that. But now you're, you're getting back into it. Yeah, we're getting back into it. But actually, something that was really cool with the pandemic, I mean, not that, you know, for whatever it was. No, was that we, it was all cool. You know, <laughs> was uh, we started trying to figure out ways to build community when we couldn't mm-hmm. be in person. So mm-hmm. I learned how to broadcast on Twitch because we were doing watch parties and different things. And we kind of started to branch out into weird talk shows and playing video games. And that actually ended up turning into another friend of mine starting a pop culture channel on Twitch Mm -hmm. um, called uh, Pop Co-op or Pop Culture Co-op. And we've been having a lot of fun. We're on hiatus right now, but I've been talking to my friend EJ about the bachelor and bachelorette and just being like our like weird queer asshole selves talking shit about the show to like an audience of like five people most of whom don't watch the bachelor and it's fun (laughs) like (laughs) and then i also have a show that has been analyzing schitt's creek um though i think that we might be pivoting to the good place which uh, incidentally is how kind of how I got into listening to bachelor podcasts because I was listening to the good place, the podcast, which pace case from mm-hmm. game of roses was mm-hmm. one of the main writers for. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So that's the connection. That is my connection. I was going to ask you what your connection was with the bachelor, how it really got you. Um, so yeah, cause Pace case, uh, Lizzie, she was a writer for that. Yeah, I haven't seen. I need to watch that show. I know oh, it's good. Wait, Jenna, it's so good. It's like I know <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I don't historically do not like good stuff because I fucking watch The Bachelor only. No, 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 but it's it is also it's good, but it also doesn't always take itself seriously. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I like that. It's okay. it's got the. What what they call themselves something like on the podcast like the stupidest smart show on television <laughs> or something something along those lines where it was just like you get jokes about like the lowest brow shit and then you're talking about philosophy. Yeah. It's, okay. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's kind of what Descartes pod is. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> so. If that's kind of when you started doing The Bachelor, how many... Well, that's when I started doing podcasts. Podcasts. Okay. So how long have you been watching? Uh, My first season was Ari's season. I Mm -hmm. was... I know. I mean, I started getting into it. I started watching more reality TV Mm -hmm. um, when I was sick and unemployed and had nothing to Mm -hmm. do except for watch reality TV. And my first deep dive reality show was actually Survivor, not The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. But I watched Ari's season and then watched the season of Paradise that was right after it mm-hmm. and Winter Games. And I was like, this shit's weird. Yeah. And I was kind mm-hmm. of like already hooked into it. And I'm already the kind of nerd who likes listening to podcasts about the things yeah. that I watch. So <laughs> it kind <laughs> of went hand in hand. And then I fell deep into the world of like weird progressives talking shit about The Bachelor. And that's 
how I'm here. And that's how you're here. That's what we bonded over last year because I too went deep into that <laughs> specific type of pick yeah. to borrow from the Game of Roses. Because um, like, there's so many different ways you can like consume The Bachelor. And I think for years I would talk about because I've been doing this podcast since Becca season, so I guess after Ari and you know, I listened to, to feminist type podcasts about the show beforehand and I loved it. And I was like, I felt empowered to be able to like start my own because of like here to make friends. Mm-hmm. And, and I always felt a little level of like complicit, you know, and all that. But I was like, so excited to be able to talk about it on my own type of show. It kept going for years. And then I just, I mean, last year really did take a pivot though, for like, you just kind of consume the show as a feminist or as a queer person. And then all of a sudden, you really couldn't, like, separate the two, I feel like. Yeah, I think also, I mean, I think a lot of it was being stuck inside and mm-hmm. not having as much going on and not having mm-hmm. all of our other distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. I feel like we, there are so many other things to think about. And also, uh, I wasn't spending as much time around friends that I was embarrassed to admit that I watched the show to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like so then all you're talking to is people online who are just into it as you and then you just get like sucked in that's why mm-hmm. i felt like i really lost myself last year i mean we made some big changes in the world <laughs> I'm, I'm such an asshole i'm I, I am like i'll walk around being like i did this no i'm saying we is in general like the leftist bachelor nation like community yeah. really made something of ourselves this i mean last things year. actually happened Things actually happen because we like had, you know, we were home and we we're looking at our phones and consuming the show in a way mm-hmm. that they didn't want us to consume. Right. And so they were not prepared for everyone it's not to be like, consuming the show. It's not like February was the first time Chris Harrison was racist in public. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> goodness, goodness. Um so yeah, hmm, what's fun about that? <laughs> well, I'm glad you're in Bachelor Nation with me. I, I'm very happy for this. Um, and it's just good to have another queer queer voice to talk to you about all of this bullshit. Thank God it, it, Pride Month is over, though, and we don't have to think about Colton until oh my he God. the gay Bachelor. No, God, <laughs> that Amazon list was just too much. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I texted Jenna immediately when I saw this, and I think she had already seen it, because of course. But um, of course. I it was picked up, actually, I saw it because of non-Bachelor queer Twitter <laughs> that Colton Underwood had curated with Amazon as part of the Amazon Influencer Program, the perfect list of supplies for pride. And it was... <laughs> probably the worst thing i had ever seen yeah and surprisingly number two wasn't an anal douche i do not understand you know he just missed the boat so hard on that he was like he was telling straight girls what to wear to a parade (laughs) he was talking about shoes and he liked that they were white and he's like Sorry, I like white shoes. Like, how brave. <laughs> asshole. Oh, my God. Yeah, wasn't it also um, like a black fanny pack? Yeah, probably. Like, sir, you are, you're really stepping out, aren't you? Like, I am gay and I am proud to be an abuser. Um, 
<clears throat> He's not. Okay, I'm the worst. Um, so yeah, let's get into, speaking of messes, let's get into the current mess that is this season. Katie Thurston. Are you liking this season? What do you think about Katie? I am. I So I like Katie. I do like yeah. Katie. I mean, obviously, like, no one on the show is perfect. But mm-hmm. I, I'm enjoying her. It feels like for the first time in a long time, it's there's actually a lead that I would hang out with, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I so that that's nice. And I'm enjoying the tone of things. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. how decisive she is. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying that she's honestly not letting producers make her keep the worst people week to week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think really. I'm definitely feeling a little bit of the fatigue of mm-hmm. everything from the last season and I'm not as excited as I was mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. this past week actually was the first time I felt really good about watching the show in a while yeah. and I think some of it was that it, it was like the routine of it the fact that we had one-on-one group date one-on-one rose ceremony was mm-hmm. such a breath of fresh air like your your brain could like relax and like not like try to compute what other weird shit's happening you know and then like oh and then an then like a good old five minute dramatic preview at the end of it my god yes that gave me life it was was so good yeah it was very i i feel like we're getting in the swing of things i mean i think ultimately we were i think we're all experiencing some fatigue and and, like, yes, Katie's great and nice and wonderful, but she's no, like, I don't know. She's just Katie. I don't, you know, we aren't, like, we aren't as invested in her story because she went home in 11th place. Like, right. she didn't, like, have a heartbreak. And so I really do think that's pretty vital to, like, the success of the next season um, for me. And so I need my, like, leads to suffer. <laughs> and she didn't suffer at all. So, right. um,. There's that, but, like, I also think, well, yeah, the first couple episodes are always going to be boring. It's always mm. just kind of building up, building up. You're, you're kind of getting to know people and all the different stuff. And then now it starts to get, you know, it starts ramping right. up a little we're more. We're finally at the point where I, like, actually consistently know whoever is talking on screen. Yes. Um, which is key. <laughs> which it's honestly is, like, I have I have a hard time with names and faces in real life. I try... Yeah. But I, I just don't learn. I probably can only <laughs> learn like half of them consistently per season. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't just make up names the rest of the time or describe them by their hair. Um, yeah. So let's let's get into this episode. Uh, week five. Let's see here. Um, so the episode starts off. Um, I <laughs> like. I honestly can't remember. How it starts. Was that, <laughs> was that when Katie and Caitlin went for the talk for the walk? Or oh uh, no, the, I think that was after. Maybe I don't know. Okay, <laughs> the only thing my brain okay, the only thing my brain actually remembers is Tasha coming in somewhere, mm-hmm. and I'm honestly fine if that's like the only thing my memory wants to remember oh, yeah. is beautiful Tasha. Um, <laughs> so she walks into the room full of bros. And they are all there waiting for the date card to arrive. And instead, Tasha walks in, and James, the box man, and I both audibly gasp because she's stunning. 
And despite my love for her and Zach being together, I definitely could go for her being the Bachelorette again. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> I think I just want her for host because... Yeah. Sure. There, there probably are not nearly as many dudes who go on the show who are, like, reasonable-seeming human beings like Zach Clark. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. We got real lucky with that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of hosting, she expertly replaces Chris Race's son mm-hmm. um, with this epic drawn out disclosure that a man from her past season has now entered into the the ranch. Um, <laughs> she, she just does it so perfectly. She's just very like, well, so then... Somebody reached out to me, and I want you all to know that Katie has decided to continue on in her journey, including him. And it's just really well done. I'm like, Chris Harrison, he wishes. Um, she doesn't say exactly who is going to be crushing all the men's <laughs> dreams, um, which I do love that. She's just like, I'm not going to fucking tell you. <laughs> you can figure it out. And I, I bet you half the men are like, is Bennett going to be here? Because I really don't want to do Bennett. But could it could have been. <laughs> could have been Bennett. Um, but then we get um, a bunch of, of you know, the, the bros are all really looking real sad. And then we get a shot of a desperate man who apparently can't find any women on any of the dating apps in Canada, also known as Blake Beardman. He enters the room, and that's probably my favorite moment of the episode. Aaron just is like the most dead eyes ever. He just says, Blake. <laughs> Aaron really went into this show being like, I'm going to be the one to just call out all the drama. I'm going to make it halfway through because that person never goes too far. But I'm going to get my screen time because I'm just going to label all the drama in the house consistently and he he really set out to do that and he's doing it he's He's getting so much screen time with for not like but i don't know shit about him nothing not i could not tell you a damn thing about him but he's on my screen so much i realized he kind of sounds like uh luke wilson okay am i saying that right the guy that was on Wedding Crashers. Yeah, one of the I, think, I think I think that's I think that's Luke. Luke, yeah, one of the Wilsons. He just has that tone to his voice, and it's. I need the blonde hair um, to complete this fantasy. Um, yeah, so that was pretty great. He just like stares at him and goes blank, and then everyone's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and so the lion from Madagascar. Also known as Blake. Um, attempts to make friends with everybody by speaking the obvious truth. He's like, obviously no one in this room is going to like me because I'm coming in mid-season. But don't worry. I am definitely here for the right reasons because I was definitely here for the right reasons <laughs> for two other Bachelorettes before this. Okay, actually, can we talk about that for a second? Because everybody yeah. keeps talking about two Bachelorettes. Like he sincerely got to choose... The mm-hmm. mess that was mm-hmm. uh, Clail. 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 I like that new spin on that. And also, I'm going to be real. Like, no matter how much you like Claire, if Taisha comes in to date you, mm-hmm. like, aren't you going to fall for her a little bit? Like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, no, yeah. The, Jason was the only one that was like, nah, I'm good. And then he left, and we were like, that's a little sus, but that's fine. Um, Jason's yeah. like, this show fucked me up so much for me talking about my feelings once for the first time in my life that I had to leave <laughs> because I imprinted on the one woman I've trauma dumped on. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. That's it. Um, poor man. I hope he's. I, I hope he got there. I, I really hope he's okay. He seems like a perfectly nice man, but like yeah. the show is oh a, a bad I bet, place. I bet you he's gonna be on Paradise and he's gonna cry. <sighs> um, yeah, and I guess I okay. Blake dating this third bachelorette is not really like. Yeah, people are, like, tweeting, like, oh, we should blame Claire for that. And I'm like, mm, no, no. We blame the producers for that. Yeah, we blame for the producers for that. And they could have sent him in week one, but they didn't. Um, and then we get the moment you were mentioning earlier, another moment I absolutely love. Yeah. My, my roommates and Connie was over last night, too. Everyone got to see me just, like, giddy for some reason. I don't even know why I got giddy. That's, like, how deep and unhealthy my obsession with the show is. But basically, you get Caitlin and Katie on the on a trail walking and talking about Caitlin's experience with a man coming in mid-season a la Nick Vial. I also, I really liked how that whole conversation, they were both like, yeah, it's not gonna, they're not gonna be happy. Also... <laughs> Is this what you want? Cool. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So do what you want. And um, who cares? <laughs> and you know what? Good for Katie not having a Sean Booth in the mix. Ooh, that we know of. Greg could go there, but I doubt it. I don't. Um, I don't think Greg will be as aggressive. Yeah. Sean was so aggressive. I rewatched that season uh, a year or so ago, and it was really kind of intense with fresh eyes. I was like, whoa. That was weird. The way that he but, talked about Nick was... Oh, I know. It's, like, so... It was, like, the... And the thing is, since that really hadn't happened before, I could be wrong, somebody really coming in mid-season and, like, really getting along with the lead, mm. Sean Booth really set the tone for that type of, like, narrative that the producers were going to try to do from now until forever. And... They, they always hope for something like that. And so I think they, they're they hoping the same for Blake. And Blake is honestly very Nick in these ways, you know? Um, the sexual tension of it all. Coming I, in. He's I, been on multiple seasons. I'm not convinced yet that he's as savvy about navigating the show as Nick is. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think people are giving him way too much credit or, like, leeway. Mm. To just be, like, as yeah, as smooth as we think, you know, he could be in this position, and I don't think he has it in him. No, I think that uh, he actually is just connected with Katie, and that's why oh. he looks smooth. I know, I know, we're going to talk about this later, and you're not going to like what I have to say, but... Okay, wow. <laughs> Block. Get off the call. Um... <laughs> Excuse me. So, let's get into it, because, you know... Um, Shocking to no one, except for maybe <laughs> Greg, the the guys in the room. Um, <laughs> she gives him the a first date of the week. <laughs> it was brutal. I'll give. I'll, I'll give of course, that credit. it's brutal. Like that's. Do they know what show they're on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> I think it could have been fun to maybe make him wait a little bit and get him worked up. You know, mm. um, that would you mean like they, they you mean like they did with Nick? Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> Let's just do the same arc over. Get him fucking worked up, and then and then, then give him a one on one date, and, and then, then so have it sure turn into an overnight in Ireland. God, it was so hot though, dude. It was, I know that was my that was my biggest hope for this season, and I don't think it's gonna happen. But I was like, I want Katie to have all the sex outside of fantasy suites. I want yeah, like yeah, every one on one that she likes. Just go yeah, fuck him. Yeah. Pineapple? Pineapple. Okay. So, yes, Blake State. Um, somehow, this man who works with wild animals for a living is afraid of horses. Uh, does not compute for me. Um, <laughs> But Blake somehow manages to overcome his fear, and they ride through the desert. Um, can we talk about how there's so much lack of effort in these dates? There's, they're so bad. Like, I mean, I'm glad that, like, honestly, props to Katie for making things interesting in spite mm-hmm. of bad dates. I mean... Mm-hmm. Nima Colon seems to be the only resort that they went to that had anything going on for it. And even then, the dates weren't that good. But, like... certainly. Yeah, the truth or dare with the hot pepper date is funny. (laughs) Except for, like, if you're gonna repeat dates, can you go back, like, four seasons? Please. Just, like... Like, yeah, I don't know, make your own bowling alley or something, too. Like, I don't know, like, do something... We were literally (sighs) watching that less than a year ago. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And the horse state is so basic and boring. There's no... I was talking to somebody in the DMs last night that lives in the town nearby this resort. Mm-hmm. And she was like, this... Our city is known for its hot air balloon, like, culture. <laughs> she was like, where are the hot air balloon rides? I was like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, COVID exists, but like they're not doing that good I at mean, COVID protocols anyway. And like they they let a nineteen year old skydive with Rachel Kirkconnell. They can let <laughs> these people get into a hot air balloon. <laughs> Sorry, was that too mean? No, 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 no. They'll get a 20-year-old to, to blow up the air balloon. Hey. That'd be great. <laughs> if it doesn't crash, already a success. <laughs> they really tried to kill that woman. Um. So anyway, let's get to the more important things that happened in this episode, and that is that ABC.com mm-hmm. actually gave us a real fucking trigger warning before the trigger. <laughs> And not just a half second, here's a hotline. <laughs> oh my god. I will say it was incredibly quick. If you blink, you would have missed it. But we did get a full black screen saying in the upcoming segment there will be discussion about, you know, sensitive topics as sexual assault. You know, please be advised. And, like, that's literally all we've ever asked for. It's all I've ever asked for. And it finally happened. I could not... I truly... Should not be so happy about the bare absolute minimum, but I am ecstatic. No, because it's not like, yes, it's the bare minimum and we shouldn't be happy for the bare minimum. But mm-hmm. it's not like The Bachelor is very, very much like the average show. Like, mm-hmm. 
this is us seeing that the most popular Monday night show that tries its hardest to appeal to the widest audience ever is now saying that this is important enough to be doing. Mm-hmm. Like, that matters. And it feels like they probably added it after two weeks ago. Everyone was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've had what the fuck moments before, but they just weren't paying attention to our mm-hmm. general collective anger like they are now yeah uh they really we they are listening to us a lot more and there is power in our in our collective voices so um i know it's been a rough you know go at it in bachelor nation but just like take solace and like the fact that together we're all making like a little bit of a difference like you said like to have an average show be like this is deemed you Mm -hmm. know important enough to do it's really great um and so, yeah, they followed they followed up the segment with, of course, um, information for rain.org, and that's wonderful as well. And, uh, yeah, so essentially it's a nighttime portion of the day, and instead of going into Blake's trauma, which I still can't remember what that was from last season, I'm pretty sure he painted about it, but I don't remember. I literally only remember him making a clay dick. <laughs> and then getting an embarrassing boner when Taisha wasn't into him on their one-on-one. Like, they were getting yeah. massages, and he had to cover up and got embarrassed. And she was like, yeah. oh, I like you as a friend. There was a lot of boner stuff. You're right, he made that clay boner. And that was during the date, I think, that was about your trauma. Right. you had to make art about your trauma. What was his penis trauma? No, I don't, I don't know. I don't actually know if he had any trauma. I feel like it was just breaking up the uh, Bennett-Noah fighting. Yeah, and they just mm-hmm. had Blake being like the cartoon relief. <laughs> All right, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so yeah, and he, instead of getting his trauma, he asked Katie what makes her so sex positive. Which, like, I don't know, it's just such a weird question. I think to just like blatantly ask somebody on a first date. Like, it, it, it feels like the producers really were like, "You have to ask her this." Oh, I hate that you're right. <laughs> because, like, who who would ask that? Like, he's like, yeah, I'm also known for being sex positive. Like, no, you're just like, yeah, we can talk about sex. That's cool. I appreciate that about you. That's the entire conversation. That's what any normal person would say. I appreciate that we can talk about sex. <laughs> and that's it. So, yeah, exactly. Um, well, so she's like... And then it's, like, it's painful because she's kind of like, I don't really want to talk about it. Okay, fine. Like, it's not an easy answer. It stems from my trauma. She goes into, a, like, a Cliff's Note version of the assault that happened 10 years ago. And, again, we're really grateful that she feels vulnerable enough to share this on national television. It really helps a lot of people. Um, and then he responds in, like, an okay way. Um, I guess I'm gonna go, I'm, like, being a total fucking cunt, and I'm, like, I'm just, like, mad at anyone's response to anyone's trauma, Mm -hmm. it seems like. I cannot be pleased. So I am admitting that I cannot be pleased, but I do think that it was just a very generic response on his part. It it was. Um, I also mm -hmm. don't know what I would say if someone trauma-dumped on me on a date on national television, uh, especially because... Like, if that happened in real life, I feel like my reaction would be like, okay, thanks for sharing. Like, what do you want from me? But it would also be like in like this protective way where I'm like, oh, 
let's shut out the whole world while we have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that. No, you can't. That's true. So he is doing the best he can within the situation that he's in, in the You, you know, know what? It's, it's better than Greg completely freezing up. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I, that is I, true. I know they had parallel traumas. I know that maybe that was the entire reason why Greg freezed up and he couldn't talk. But like, say something. Oh, my God. <laughs> please <laughs> um yeah i will say i think you know yeah blake was doing what he could in the moment and i'm, I'm gonna try not to be a total bitch about it but it, it definitely it left me feeling wanting a little bit more um there was a moment where his eyes kind of like went to the side and they unfocused a little bit and i could see in his eyes that he was probably thinking about going to amazon.com and buying a book about sexual assault survivors <laughs> Anyway, he, he likes he likes his books. He likes, he likes he's a, he, yeah, he's well read. Um, give him that. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So she gives him the rose or whatever. Do you think he's the one? So this is what you're not gonna like. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm gonna drink some whiskey. <laughs> and I agree with you that the uh, the whole thing with the Alzheimer's book really uh, rubbed me the wrong way. The whole thing. I read this book. Why didn't she want me? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Maybe there was more to it. Maybe there was, like, maybe that was part of a comment where he was not, he was like, I don't expect anything from her. I'm just sad because I really wanted to get to know her. Like, whatever. Maybe, maybe, no, maybe there is, yeah. maybe there is something missing to make that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to make it good, but like less, less icky. Um, but the sexual chemistry between her and Blake was like, there's there up to that point, there had been no one else who she Mm -hmm. had that much chemistry with. I know that Mm -hmm. she is clearly really into Greg, but her and Greg don't have like this electric sexual chemistry. Mm -hmm. And she has that with Blake. And it is, like, the first time where I was like, oh, she actually (laughs) likes him. (laughs) Like, not only are they connecting, like, they do seem to have similar senses of humor. Right. Um, I think, honestly, like, who the fuck knows? I'm not gonna, I'm never gonna get engaged to someone on national television. So, like, (laughs) real, real, I don't know. But I think that she has... Is he the one? That's bullshit. Is he someone that she connected with more than her other one-on-one dates? I do think that. Yeah. 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 I I can't really deny that that's what's happening for sure. I mean, we did also get another phenomenal one-on-one date. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And there's some, there's some sexual tension brewing between them as well. Oh, um, absolutely. Andrew. Yeah. No, so. I, I would say up until that point, because Andrew, Andrew S. is the only other one so far that I believe mm-hmm. she has that she likes true yeah. sexual. Well, that she likes and has sexual chemistry with. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something is telling her to get away from Greg, and I hope she listens. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll allow it. But I do think I'm going to have to block your phone number. Um, joking. <laughs> it's okay. I'll just I'll just message you on Gritty's Instagram. You can never get rid of me. 
<laughs> this fucking cat and his bad <laughs> opinions. Um, so now we're on to the group date, aka Franco time. Um, so I was definitely feeling like this season has been kind of void of any celebrity or even like professional guest hosts. You know, we've had Tasha and Caitlin all the time, and that's amazing. I want more of it. But at the same time, there's usually like, you know, more people involved with the show. Even the bubble mm-hmm. seasons, we had like you know professional professional artists come on right. and like other different things. And I do fully believe it was because when this season was about to be filming and they were making plans to people to come on, it was at peak Chris Harrison racial scandal time and no one wanted to be involved with the show. There's also a little part of me that's like when they were like, oh shit, we're going to get in trouble for having set up this white girl who came in 11th for being Bachelorette. They were like, but we don't have the budget for two shows. Guess we're cutting the budget in half, and neither of them gets to do anything cool. Yeah. I think you're right as well. Yep. Oh, and, and maybe they'll put, give more money to Michelle. I'm hoping. I'm fine with that, if that's the option. I mean, <laughs> like if, if they had to split it. If Michelle gets a bigger budget, that would... That would definitely... I would, I would be happy to be wrong and see Michelle get a bigger budget. How's that? Yeah. Yes, that's exactly... Either way, there has not been anyone there. I'm impressed they even got Caitlyn and Tayshia to agree, considering literally everything that was happening. Um, they must have given most of the budget to them, to be honest. Um, so, <laughs> missing these random um, people. So, bringing on Franco, also known as everybody's favorite sentient episode <laughs> of America's Sex Top Model. Franco <laughs> Costa. He is here, and he is queer and he is weird and i love it i <laughs> he's gonna be <laughs> franco is my favorite random person to ever be on this show <laughs> truly <laughs> so... i've given him shit in the past because i'm convinced he never took the photos of it in either of the dates from the previous I, I you know what i really hope he didn't take the pictures that are shown on screen i hope maybe yeah. he did take photos maybe he took photos that were actually good but then they, like, took screen caps of his viewfinder, and that's what they showed us. Because he forgot his SD card. He forgot his memory card both <laughs> times. What a what a silly Billy. Or they were um, like, Franco, Franco's taking too long to edit. We just got to get this out. Literally, okay. That's, well, that's more likely. Because um, he's like, you know he's been editing his photos very meticulously. Because this man gives a fuck. Um, yes, he does. So they're going to, he's going to host this weird sports date. <laughs> Also, Wells is there, and he's in short shorts, and we can see very much why Sarah Hyland put a ring on it, because there is a bulge. You know what? I I enjoy Wells in the role that he has been relegated to, as in the new Fred Willard. I think mm-hmm. Wells is a very yep. good new Fred Willard. I don't want him to replace the host full-time, but I yes. like him kind of coming in occasionally to be like this is all dumb and I love it <laughs> they really had to when Fred died they were like well I thought of that too last night when I saw them up there I was like oh I miss Fred <laughs> the fucking dead asshole come on bring him back we but, can do it but like the past three seasons they have yeah. put Wells in the Fred Willard role That's mm. oh man Big shoes to fill. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he's filled them in a movie, but... No, no, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Wells can't act. So, um, 
they're playing some kind of fucked up game. It's called Batch Ball Bash or Ball Bash Battle. Ball Bash Battle. BBB. <laughs> it's some kind of hybrid between basketball, rugby, football. There's wrestling outfits involved. Do you know what's going on? Uh, a lot of things that make me really uncomfortable. <laughs> um, I was like getting really mad as someone who has like been like super involved in contact sports being like mm-hmm. there this is so fucking dangerous how why why do we let this happen every mm-hmm. season why the fuck do we let this happen you put men who are very amped up from being cooped up and they probably aren't masturbating nearly as much as they would. And they are just hitting each other, their full bodies. And they don't know how to do it safely. Like, yeah. notice that the pro football player wasn't on this date. Mm-hmm. And instead, you have a, honestly, like, Justin seems like a perfectly lovely man. I love his face. Yeah. And he... The tackle that he did was, like, clearly unsafe, but it looked like what he was doing was, like, oh, I've watched football on TV, I've played flag football, I'm going for this tackle, I'm going for this thing to make it look like what it was, and he just didn't realize what his body was going to do when it hit another body. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So true. And, like... I think my back's going out recently just from, like, normal day-to-day activities, and I hate it so much. But I'm, like, put my, I'm, like, thinking about poor Michael A., who's not, like, one of the younger guys in the house. <laughs> like, imagine, like, his back just has, like, it just seizes now occasionally. He has, a ki- he has a kid to lift up. Yeah, literally. And so, like, he's just going to be literally, like, experiencing his life, and all of a sudden he's going to just, like, it's going to seize. And he's, he's going to think about The Bachelor each time he... <laughs> Oh. oh, that time that I was there. Oh, um, precious Michael. So, yeah, it's too aggro for everybody. Katie decides it's too toxic and she can't handle it anymore. So she's like, this game is fucking over, which we respect. Um, and so she says that everyone gets to go to the after party. And it's like, well, why were we fucking doing any of this anyway? Um, well, when have they not all gone to the after party? I know, it's been quite some time. I mean, there was oh. the time that Matt James forgot to invite them all to the afternoon. <laughs> that was true, and then they came anyway. <laughs> about that. And then also, oh no, no, they made Blake, they made Blake and all the, and Garen and everyone go back naked from the uh, dodgeball game. <laughs> all right. Oh man, that dodgeball game was actually pretty fun. That one was fun. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like humiliation is one thing, especially when it's not deeply personal. Uh, (laughs) That's my kink when it's personal degradation. (laughs) That's what I really like sexually. (laughs) Um, So during the nighttime portion of the night, we get um, moments with Connor where he plays the ukulele, I think. Um, and he shows us his belly button. He insists on showing us his sunburned chest. Ah. (laughs) And, like, I actually, I do mostly like Cotter the Cat as much as Mm -hmm. I enjoy men in general. And Mm -hmm. I was sitting there, I was like, oh, buddy, why? (laughs) Why are you doing this? 
he's it's like it's it is kind of like just painful to watch you're like oh you're gonna just go home and watch this and feel really embarrassed but you seem really nice <laughs> and i've i've heard he's quite nice but i think he might have thought he was on paradise and then he only packed like tropical shirts um and so anyway <laughs> whatever he wore a trans flag anklet for his sister i can't not love him yeah, we love it's we, it's, we it's Stan. But I don't want him to date Katie. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not gonna happen. She doesn't want to kiss him ever again, I don't think. <laughs> no, and it keeps happening. Oh my god. So Hunter gets to spend time with her as well and he shines, um, and he uses it to lay it on thick. For him, everything's changed and he's completely in on this mm-hmm. and he's falling for Katie. And mm-hmm. something's just wrong. I just don't feel it. No, I don't feel it either. Yeah. Um, I don't actually, I'm not, I'm also not completely feeling the Hunter villain edit the way that they're pushing it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I don't hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not buy him and Katie at all. Yeah. I completely buy <laughs> that she was like, oh shit, you showed pictures to your kids. <laughs> we got a kiss now. <laughs> like, smart this, man. I mean, yeah. But, like, I don't buy them together, and I don't really know why Hunter wants to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't buy him as an all-out villain either. No, no, I don't. Th- I don't buy him as a villain either. I think he's just getting that edit because they have to do something. Because Katie's been sending home all the villains, mm-hmm. like early, so they're like, okay, I guess we go work on this one now. Um, <laughs> so Daddy Michael opens up to the men about how he's a widow. He like officially tells people that, I guess, and that Laura's birthday was the day before, so that's why he wants he wants everyone to know. So that's why he's a little mopey and emo. Um, and then Greg gets really emo about it and starts crying. <laughs> I I really want Greg to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. Because Same. I get the distinct feeling that whatever he's crying about is not what's happening in the moment. And like there's just this there's this weird disconnect. It's not then this I don't I don't want to I actually don't mean this in, like, a totally mean way to him. It's just, like, it feels like there is something between him and the thing in front of him. Mm-hmm. And his reactions are not actually to what's happening. It's, like, mm-hmm. to his own trauma. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and, and that's probably a lot to do with that he just, you know, he lost his father within two years ago. Oh, he yeah. He's probably, like, being quite, um, putting up a wall. Absolutely. And- yeah, so I think that, so your earlier sentiment is true, like, please just go to therapy and not The Bachelorette. Men will do anything to not go to therapy, including going on The Bachelorette. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, and then they, they, they're gonna get it. Guys, you're gonna need more therapy because you're on this stupid show. They're gonna be like, wait, wait, I heard that the show provides therapy to the contestants. Ha ha! <laughs> That's how I can get therapy. <laughs> yeah, sit in a circle with your group facilitator, Nick Vial. Ah, you gotta realize that there is a mental health problem in America when that's your only option. Oh, man. Uh, so, despite Justin just being right there and available, she gives the group date rose to Hunter. Um, 
and thus the target is fairly attached to his back as the new villain. Mm. Aaron the Destroyer will predictably set his sights on Hunter and he will kill him. And I really do think that Aaron is the Terminator. Yeah, I mean, I think Aaron is going to outlast the petty villains. Mm-hmm. And get Maybe. Eli- the petty villains. Okay. And get eliminated before whoever the final four villain is. Oh, okay, yeah. Or, like, whoever yeah. the whoever the big bad breaks her heart villain is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, because it... Yeah. He won't be around yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah, they switch... Yeah, isn't that funny? I love that you brought the big bad. It's like... Yeah, there's different boss fights, you know, within mm-hmm. the season. And you get to, like, the different boss fight where it changes and it's not quite... Um, is obvious as a villain. And in fact, it's like the more underside one that's mm. going to break her heart villain. Yeah. Did you ever watch Sex in the City? Some of it. Yeah. I just rewatched the whole series. And it was How like, was that? <laughs> honestly, better than I expected. Oh. It is horrible. They, it, you know, it's incredibly homophobic and transphobic and racist, but, um, other parts of it held up well. But I was telling my friend that I was watching it with about how it's basically a bunch of boss fights. Like, all of her relationships. Mm-hmm. Her big, like, four relationships are a bunch of boss fights, so. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. There you go. But, uh, so, finally, we get some good news. Andrew S. gets a one-on-one date. Um, finally. Very happy for that. I'm glad it was, like, sooner than later, because it's always mm-hmm. bad news when it's, like, too late into the, you know, season. That he gets a date. Um, but bad news for Andrew, he literally has to sit around all day. <laughs> it was it was very it was like this weird build up to drama that they like then didn't do anything with. So they just made this poor man sit around until it got dark so they could do pretty lights on this date. And didn't tell him why, and then didn't even make an edit out of it torturing him for it. They just actually tortured him. Yeah. It was pretty fucked up. It was probably one of the most fucked up things the production's ever done. <laughs> JK. The worst thing they've ever done was casting a Garrett. Um, no. <laughs> Sorry. I mean. <laughs> I mean. Um, but, yeah. Basically, they make him wait all day, and they genuinely do. Like, I'm not even making that up. They, like, he literally says he's been, like, worried and waiting all day, which is just so mean. Oh, my God. And then that man, he's like, I was so excited. I woke up at 7. <laughs> <laughs> Friend. Oh, my God. Uh, so, anyway, Kitty walks in looking like Sandy at the end of Greece, and I hate the outfit. Her outfits are horrible. And it's not her fault. It's I, not her fault. It's I, Carrie Fentman's fault. I, what what the fuck is Carrie doing? He, he, I think he likes Chris. I think he's punishing her. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's he's just, punishing her. It's like, Katie is so pretty. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. is she being dressed like this? Mm-mm. And like, it's worse than the, the thing that Carrie was doing where he clearly couldn't understand Tasha's boobs. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that was a mess of the season, too, because he had to prepare for both Katie and, or Claire and Tasia. Uh, um, so, yeah, she walks him into the woods. It's dark. No good can come from this. Um, but at last, 
It does end up being kind of a cute day, albeit very cheap and literally stolen from Pinterest. Sure. Um, there's like a canopy of dangling Christmas lights that some PA had to hang envelopes from. It really is like a, a Pinterest wedding. Yeah, literally. They're like, ooh. And you make sure your guests write love notes to you and hang them in the envelopes under the lights. Mm. Um, and then there's just a bunch of prompts in there from like conversation starters, world.com, which is a real site that I looked up and they have questions like questions that Katie and my, uh, Andrew read, including other questions like, what's your favorite piece of furniture you've ever owned? How techie are you? <laughs> this one's like, when was the last time you walked for more than an hour? Imagine asking a date that. And then <laughs> what machine or appliance in your house aggravates you the most? Oh my god, I, I hate dating. <laughs> I'm totally going to ask these, these questions the next time I go on a date, though. <laughs> so tell me about the last time you walked for more than an hour. Tell me. <laughs> I'm going to put that in my Lex profile. <laughs> anyway, they're both pretty basic personality-wise, so they're perfect for each other. Um... They like brunch, and that's... There you go. <laughs> and then they move on to the nighttime portion of the date, but actually, all of it was nighttime, so I guess they move on to the 3 a.m. portion of the date. Good thing they're not and... allowed to eat anyway. <laughs> exactly. There was a big... I don't know if anyone knows, there's a huge plate of broccoli in front of Katie. It was just huge. It was like a mound of broccoli. It was huge. The biggest mound of broccoli I've ever seen in my life. And she, of course, cannot touch it. Um, I am liking the decor. It's a little messy in the main rooms of the uh, house, but, like, the date decors are pretty nice. It's very romantic. Mm -hmm. um, so then we get the actual serious part of the episode. Andrew opens up a little more about his childhood. They've already bonded, of course, over um, growing up with um, lower-income families and having the struggle that comes with that. Um, but Andrew deepens his backstory by adding that when he was six, his father was incarcerated and that Andrew threw himself into, like, the escapism that is sports. Um, but that it was also really painful because whenever he's at practice, he would see other parents coming and picking up their other kids and being, like, really supportive. And that made him really sad. Um, and I feel for him on that one. My dad was not very present, so it sucks. <laughs> um, and then... And of course, and I just did what Katie did. Katie <laughs> is a little bit like Claire, and she's totally mirroring his PTC to borrow from Game of Roses. Um, she's like, oh, yeah, I experienced kind of the same thing. I'm like, did your dad go to jail? What's, what are you talking about? I feel I th I get I get what you're saying with the like them both mirroring. But I feel like yeah. the way Katie does it, I'm like, oh, this is just how you get to understand people. Mm -hmm. And when Claire does it, I'm like. Oh, this is how you relate to the world. <laughs> yeah, you're really like, I, I don't have much else to say right now. So I'm just going to like, ah, me too. Me too. Me too. Yeah, that's true. Um, but there is one big difference between them, of course. Mm -hmm. Andrew says, I am a black man and you are a white woman. Um, and he goes on to talk about one of his exes who was really concerned about having mixed race children with him. Um, and then he, he insists that she wasn't racist, but that obviously her, her actions were very harmful 
and fucked up, and it, I imagine, ruined the relationship. <sighs> this was, yeah. like, I, I was sitting there, and I this date was cute, but I was like, oh, shit. Like, The Bachelor actually, The Bachelorette actually got real again. Like, mm-hmm. they're actually letting a real conversation about this happen. Mm-hmm. Not just some bullshit TV preview version of it, but, like... This is a real conversation. Yeah. And, and and I'm, you know, as as a white woman, I'm not going to say that, like, it was done perfectly or anything. No. But I will say I felt less, I felt, I felt like it was maybe done a little bit better than, like, when Ivan spoke about his, um, you know, like, his, his experiences. And because I feel like the show was trying to use him as, like you know, a thing to, to broadcast. Mm -hmm. And I felt this was a little bit more natural. Like it's a little bit more like, not natural. uh, Ivan was quite natural, but the show edited it in a way that was a little more like, you know, it felt like, I don't know. In my ideal world, it feels like the show maybe finally hired an editor who understands and can be, Mm -hmm understanding and empathetic and mindful in those editing moments but uh, right. i don't actually know if they hired uh more <laughs> black people for their crew i just yeah for like the actual editing part of it yeah and um, the it executives also, that make that choice it also did feel like uh andrew definitely wasn't manipulated into saying that yeah yeah maybe that's what i was yeah so that's probably all on andrew and i want to give him all of the credit and never the show <laughs> <laughs> but um I, I am very appreciative that he, he spoke up. Um so Katie starts to tear up and she said that breaks my heart to hear that you experienced that. She said, um, she's like, I feel very naive as a white woman of the struggles that you experience as a black man, especially a black man trying to date a white woman. Um I really like that she just fully like put it all out there. Um and she declares that she doesn't give a fuck what other people think about them or their hypothetical future children. And she tells him that he'll be an amazing father. And with that, he gets the rose and they make out in a hot tub where I think he finger blasted her. Oh, prop. I mean, how can they not be like, like at least, at least like all the like hand jobs and whatnot mm-hmm. in those hot tubs? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, my reasoning for thinking he finger blasted her is not because I saw anything specific. It was just that I think anytime they're in a hot tub, something like that happens. Oh, she's <laughs> going to get a yeast infection from that. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Hmm. I mean, she was going to get one from those tight leather pants anyway. Fair. Um. <laughs> no, but, like, also, like, if they're making out like that in a hot tub and you're just wearing a bathing suit between – there's there's two bathing suits between your crotches. Mm-hmm. That's how you get pregnant. <laughs> I heard. I, I, I did learn that in my high school sex ed. That's how you get pregnant. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's how you get pregnant. Semen can survive in hot water. In a hot tub. <laughs> Through some Ed Hardy shorts and a bikini. Um, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh my god, I laughed while breaking. Yeah, it's and perfect. Now- Yep. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no! 
it was my my goal to kill you. <laughs> it's because I don't hate Blake anymore. I'm still mad that the show made me not hate Blake, but I don't I hate know. Blake. I knew it was going to happen to all my friends, and I'm very annoyed. <laughs> I'm going to stand very firm in this, and I'm going to be canceled for it. I know it, and I'm okay with it. Um, speaking of being canceled, uh, this franchise is very toxic, and so I really do hope that um, Andrew is being supported in his mm-hmm. truth and that he is having a positive experience of Nation. I haven't really seen any major negativity towards him, but like I said, the franchise fans can be very horrible, and I know they can send... Um, the black contestants a lot of hate so I really hope that he is uh, being loved and supported and we support him and we're here for him god what a what a nice man what a nice 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 man he was really (laughs) like I can't say that about a lot of bachelorette contestants but Andrew just seems like a nice nice human being who is worthy of love (laughs) I know. Gosh, I would really actually absolutely love to see him be the next lead. He would be very good. I think he has, I think he has personality and I think he could do it and he has good turtlenecks and we know that that is a, you know, important part of being a lead. And he has um, good charm and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a fake British accent to back it up. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's what the dates will be. They'll do some kind of fucking stupid thing like they did for Peter's season and they've made a telenovela because Cuban is half Cuban. Cuban is Peter is half Cuban. Oh my god. I'm gonna not edit any of this. Making <laughs> 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 a total ass of myself though. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're we're getting towards the end, y'all. We get a real cocktail party and a real rose ceremony. Who would have fucking guessed? Um never happens. And much like a real cocktail party, there is one man who gets harped on. Everyone's very mad at him. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that is Hunter, because Hunter is the new villain. Because um, despite <laughs> getting a rose already, he monopolizes Kitty for an elaborate mini one-on-one. But, like, he's just doing his thing, you know? Can, Let's we, just ta- look at- Can we talk about Boxman's outfit? Yes. Describe because... it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Black turtleneck and black blazer and the chain that was, like, very low- yeah, low. And I'm trying to figure out who he's trying to emulate with this. And whoever it is, it works better for them than it does for him. And that's all we're going to say. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, no. <laughs> also, like, all due respect, like, Hunter blocking a steal, like, mm-hmm. that, people don't do that enough. People don't say, no, I'm not done. Come back in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Enough. Because, like, that's a perfectly reasonable response to someone saying, can I interrupt mm-hmm. your mini date? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I'm not done. Do you remember when Wills did it with Chris Randone? It was my favorite moment ever. God, that was so oh, iconic. Oh, Wills. Oh, Wills. We, we love you, buddy. Um, that one was good. I was, like, really rooting for him. I feel like a lot of times I'm not necessarily rooting for the person who's about to get their time stolen. I get, I don't know, here or there. Here, who knows? But, yeah, it was pretty impressive. Hunter did that. He just stood in his ground. He's like, no, I just got here. Whatever. <laughs> Which is not true, but. <laughs> no, it's not that I'm necessarily rooting for Hunter. It's that I'm just like, no, that's a normal response. Have a fucking normal response. 
Mm-hmm. And Katie's just like, uh, I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, the Bond villain cosplayer, um, also known as James, just sulks in the background for a little bit, like 30 seconds. And then he comes back and he steals um, successfully. Mm-hmm. Katie. And then they go and they make out. I don't know what she sees in him. I don't find him attractive at all. No. Like at all. It's not, that's not doing it for me at all. It's one of those things where you, you would go like, is he hot or is he tall? And in this case, he's just tall. Mm. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. We get to the rose ceremony. She gives roses to Greg, Aaron, Michael A, Connor B, James, Justin, Mike P, Brendan, and Trey. And they all join Hunter, Andrew S, and Blake in the Rose Bros crew. Um, unfortunately, we have to say goodbye to Courtney, which I am sad to see, and Josh. And then we also have to say goodbye to the other Andrew. Um, <laughs> who was... I forgot existed. Yeah, same. He made it way longer than <laughs> necessary. Oh, oh, Courtney, you tried. Yeah, he really did. He did. He he was like active in conversations. Yeah, he was like polite. He's handsome. I think he did things like he probably like did little like gifts and things with her, but they just it didn't. They it had didn't land. They had a scene on the official Instagram where they had like a whole conversation about. Mm-hmm. him getting bullied for how he appreciated her standing up for bullying in her season because he got bullied as a kid for having a name that was spelled funny. Oh, Which that's, that's cute. <laughs> it's cute and it's like a reasonable conversation. I feel like yeah. I feel like he did everything he could. He really did. Uh well, hopefully you'll be either on paradise or you'll just Get get money from from follows. <laughs> I feel like people are not following people as much as they used to. No, although uh, for, though everybody followed Christian. Yeah, that was so weird. It's <laughs> He's a, he's hot, but like he didn't do anything. What, like he I, he didn't do anything other than be a hot white dude. I guess that's. I guess is that's that all enough? Takes. Yeah, I think that is is enough in this society. <laughs> um, oh. oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> depression. But what can get me out of my depression? Well, that intense fucking preview. Oh my god. <laughs> Five minutes of just like, what? 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 <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes. What do you think is... I mean, so I don't think there's going to be somebody that actually is going to come in mid-season again. Like, later no, on. I think mm. it's going to be someone who left, comes back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. I think it's somebody just leaving in general. And that it's clipped together with her saying a clip in a different day and time. Oh, the what are you talking. doing here? Yeah. Or I didn't expect you to be... Oh, yeah, so what are you doing here is somebody sending themselves home. And then she says another time, I didn't expect you to be here i think she's just talking to blake again well like just casually being like i didn't expect you to be here but here you are and i love you so this was this was me even before the the bachelor fan take preview breakdown comes out yeah um me like looking at this obsessively 
And I think there are two things happening. Like, one, there's, like, whatever's going to happen with Michael A. Yeah. Which, I mean... Um, his his son thinks he doesn't want to see him anymore. <laughs> so he's clearly going to go home to be with his son. Like, Yeah, duh. Lord. Oh my god, that was so heartbreaking. I was like, oh, Michael. I'm so I'm sorry, sorry. But I'm a, I am a fucking raging bitch. I cackled. It made me laugh so hard for some reason. And I think that's just like a sign I'm very unwell. But I was like, I... I, I the, the actual sentiment behind it is horrible. I'm right, very right. sad. But it just, the way that they fucking put that in <laughs> oh, there. Oh, no. They put that in there. They completely spoiled one of the hometowns in there. Yeah. What the fuck? And, like, I guess luckily it was, like, a kind of obvious one. But, like, I was like, excuse me? Why are, why are we seeing this person's sister? I will, I will say I was actually spoiled about that like two months ago mm-hmm. um, because somebody who knows the sister uh-huh. told me that the sister went to, to go to New Mexico. Oh, shit. Okay. I don't and even. It, and, and I was kind of like sad that I got spoiled for that because it, because I don't like the person, but I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I did feel pretty cool knowing though, like, well before I probably before fucking reality Steve, I could have literally like dropped mm. that bomb and I was like, I'm not going to, but I thought that was kind of funny because I, I heard it basically like second hand, like very close mm-hmm. source that the people were going to New Mexico to do the hometowns. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so they do that, but it's gonna be fun. I'm excited to see whatever happens with her and oh. Andrew. Oh, the thing that I was saying is mm-hmm. I want to figure out every scene that she's in that pink sweatshirt in. Thank you, the pink sweatshirt. That was what I was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, I screenshot it. Yep. It mm-hmm. stands out because it's actually a cute outfit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. B, it's the outfit that she's wearing when Blake does the weird say anything thing with his phone. By the way, why does he have a phone? Oh, I didn't even notice that. I'll have to rewatch. You know, in the yeah. preview when he first shows up, he does the boombox oh, right. over his head. Yeah. But it's with a phone. With a phone. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing yeah. that sweatshirt. She's wearing the sweatshirt in a couple scenes, and then a couple ones where I couldn't tell if it was quite the sweatshirt or something else, but I was like, what's going on? What's going on? She was being hugged by a man that wasn't Blake, I think was Connor, and then she's crying in the sweater, and then she's with Blake in one of the moments of the sweater, and then something else. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm there excited. was also something with Andrew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Andrew scene really gets me. I remember when they first showed it, like, that first extended preview, and she runs and jumps on him and says his name. I, like, died. I was like, this is so romantic. <laughs> Though I also can't tell if the sound from that her yelling Andrew and her jumping on him are from the same thing. Yeah, you, you fucking can never tell. Somebody was like, I can't believe she's telling Mike P. the Virgin that she loves him. I'm like, you fucking imbecile. <laughs> I did not say that, but I was like, that is so clearly Frankenbiting. Like, you do, that's just, they just put her whispering that over whatever. And like, a part of me got excited. I was like, okay, clearly she doesn't say it to Michael, Mike or whatever. But a part of me was like, wait, did she tell somebody like early, like a Ben Higgins did, you know, and telling somebody that they, she loves mm-hmm. them. But then I was like, no, she could be whispering that on the fucking final day. And they just clipped it, you know, or into a, you know, they keep the mics on in fantasy suites. That's so fucking true. Oh shit. Stacey. <laughs> oh no. 
Like, I'm, even, I'm sure, like, there have been people who've been like, fuck you, I'm turning these off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's people who leave them on because they do not know. <laughs> or you just don't find all of them. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, or, oh, God, that's so fucking <laughs> <No>. dark. <laughs> this is where my mind goes. I'm like, I'm like, they're recording these people having sex. <laughs> They have to, to make sure everything is okay. No, I'm joking. Oh, God. Yeah, but it's true. We know it's probably true. Oh, Lord. Um. So, yeah, so that's it. Thank you so much. That was very fun. Uh, I think we'll probably make some people mad, but we'll also make some people happy, you know, as per usual for Take Card Pod. <laughs> we have some fans over at the Sleepy Bachelor Nation watching wow. everything we do. They're so sleepy. So sleepy. Oh. I hope they get a nap. I hope they get a nap. Um, so where can they find you, Stacy, on the uh, internet if they want to harass you and not me for once? Oh gosh! Well, if you really want <laughs> to harass, if you really want to harass me, um, or just actually be my friend, I like mm-hmm. friends. I like yes. real friends. Um, I'm at uh, Staxelrod. It's S T A K S E L R O D on uh, pretty much any social media that uh matters i don't know and you can find matters. Links, you can find links to anything else in those <laughs> profiles but if you want to find me on instagram or twitter or i guess tiktok it's at saxelrod and you can also find a link to my cat in that bio because you know mm-hmm. he is more interesting than i am yes i definitely agree it's a premium follow to follow gritty <laughs> gritty the itty bitty kitty um it's such a good follow so yeah definitely do that and then um check out stacy's twitch shows when they're back up um yes. talking about queer social media or pop culture stuff through a queer lens and through just like a good lens <laughs> i think we need more of that <laughs> <laughs> and definitely. that's at pop culture co-op or Netflix. um yeah oh, wow sorry no you're good <laughs> um, Ooh, you were on a date i think right or oh you're gonna go God. hang out with some people no no i'm going to, I'm going to hang out it's, don't don't this <laughs> why is this in here <laughs> i'm gonna keep it all in oh my god jenna why do i tell you anything <laughs> all right thank you all so much bye, bye. Thank you for listening to Daycard Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Daycard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a Smile and at Drunk Feminist. Daycard Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye. Hello, my name is Kaya. And I'm Marissa. And this is Well, Well, Why Not? Not. Join us every Monday as we discuss movies, science, technology, history. Sometimes I think about all the different things we talk about. And they're not even categories. Because you know what? We're geeky. We're nerdy. So like every millennial, we started a podcast. Because that's what we need more podcasts absolutely join us every monday and listen to well why not a podcast because just because just just really because we had this microphone well why not <laughs> for more podcasts like the one you just listened to go to sobelomedia.com this this is 
As above, so below.